Hello and welcome to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer, a series featuring conversations with experts to share recent market developments, key insights and strategic inputs from around the globe. In each episode, we cut through the noise to bring practical advice and macro research on today's shifting economic and market landscape. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Beyond Markets podcast. My name is Helen. I'm an investment writer at Julius Baer in Zurich. And today I'm going to get some insights on the Q2 earnings season from the head of equity strategy research at Julius Baer, Mathieu Rachete. Hello, Mathieu, and thanks very much for joining me today. Good morning, Helen. Thanks for having me. So let's dive straight in then. There are a number of factors that drive equity markets, but investors are really focused on the earnings season at the moment. Markets actually seem to react really quickly to some company earnings. Can I just start, Mathieu, by asking you why this earnings season is so important? Yes, sure. So in the first half of the year, we have witnessed one of the fastest and sharpest derating of equity markets in years driven by the rise in real interest rates. And as you know, a move up in interest rates increases the discount factor in the valuation models and leads to lower valuations. Uh, We believe, you know, by now this derating story is mostly complete. And to figure out um, if we will have a next leg down in equity markets, the question is really how resilient corporate earnings are. So if you look at previous quarters, corporate earnings have been remarkably uh, resilient, despite all the headwinds that we have seen from high inflation, supply chain issues, and also the negative effects of the war in Ukraine. Um, So, so far, companies have been able to pass through the higher costs to the consumer to protect their profit margins. However, if you look at the second quarter, the headwinds have intensified once more, and we have seen several indicators of weakening demand and weakening consumer sentiment. Therefore, you know, the Q2 earnings releases are really important to know how well the corporates are able to navigate this challenging environment. Okay, that makes sense. And at the time of recording today, we've had around 30% of earnings results in the US. What have the highlights been? Has anything really stood out to you? Yes. So, you know, so far we can say that the earnings season is not as bad as many investors have feared. And yeah, to be fair, investors' expectations going into the earnings season was very, very weak. Uh, We have seen some of the companies reporting quite bad results, uh, but the stock price actually rallied, increased, which really shows how weak sentiment was going into the earnings season. Um, Compared to last quarters, the percentage of companies beating earnings and sales expectation is lower um, and also lower than the historical average. If you look at the sector level, it's mostly the defensive sectors such as healthcare and consumer stables that reported the most positive surprises, while the cyclical sectors are at the bottom of the ranking when it comes to earnings and sales speeds. What about in Europe? How have companies here fared compared with the US? Unfortunately, not as well, but it's still early days. So, in you know, usually in Europe, the earnings season starts a bit later than in the US. So, so far, 18% of the stock 600 companies on a market cap weighted basis have reported results. And in contrast to the US, earnings in Europe on aggregate have surprised to the downside by 3%. So the negative for the first time since the first quarter of 2020. Um, I mean, you know, to be fair here, the European companies have been much more exposed to the slowdown in China, the war in Ukraine, and also the resulting energy crisis from it. 
Um, so the second quarter was really a challenging quarter for European corporates, despite uh, the tailwinds from a weaker euro exchange rate. If you look here again on the sector level, you know, the picture looks similar than in the US. So it's especially the defensive sectors that scored relatively well, while the weakness has been concentrated in the consumer names and also industrial companies so far, um, which of course are more exposed to the slowdown in growth that we have been seeing. And more generally, have there been any changes in the sorts of comments from companies' management teams? You know, not from all companies maybe, but one trend is definitely the shift of focus from supply to demand worries. So if you look at the earnings transcripts of uh, previous quarters, the main focus of executives has really been on the supply chain issues. So demand was, was strong, but couldn't be matched with enough supply given the disruption that we have seen in the supply chains uh, due to the pandemic. But now given the increasing recession risks, the main focus of executives has switched from the supply issues to demand um, issues. So if you look, if you screen the earnings transcript, we can see that the mentions of the world's weak demand in earnings transcript has jumped uh, compared to the last quarter. Um, this is especially the case for the consumer names, for the more consumer-oriented companies, which are most exposed to the negative effects of inflation and the shifts of consumer habits or consumer patterns from goods uh, to services. So, um, you know, uh, just as they have finally ramped up production, they are now faced with a weak demand outlook. Okay, that's interesting. And for investors then, is there anything else that has come up that would be important for them to consider? Yes, so an interesting observation that we have made is on the capital expenditure side, so just, you know, in short, CapEx. So CapEx of the companies in the S&P 500 has picked up remarkably to um, 24% year over year. And this is uh, partly due to compensate for the weak CapEx and during the early days of the pandemic, but also as a response to the supply chain issues. What's interesting here is where the CapEx is happening. So if you look over the past 20 to 30 years, Corporates in the US and Europe, or you know, just in general in developed markets, have invested a lot in emerging economies to capitalize on cheaper production. Um, a negative side effect of that was that supply chains have been stretched out across different countries, which of course makes them also more vulnerable to geopolitical or the tail risk events uh, such as the pandemic. What we can see when analyzing the latest earnings transcript is that the mentioning of the words reshoring and nearshoring has reached an all-time high. And what's the difference between reshoring and nearshoring? So in short, it's uh, reshoring means that the production is moved back to the home country and nearshoring is similar, but it's not moved back to the home country, but the country nearby. And, uh, you know, of course, CapEx is cyclical and might suffer in the short term if you're heading into a recession, but beyond the cyclical downturn, um, CapEx in developed markets could structurally increase over the next years as supply chains are being revamped and the supplier of this capex uh, which can be mainly found in the industrial sector could be an interesting investment team over the next years now if equities trade largely based on the outlook for future earnings then guidance from companies is actually more important than the figures for the last quarter is that correct yes uh, you're correct helen so equities don't usually trade on on quarterly earnings but rather on the outlook on the guidance of the companies 
And what has the guidance been like so far? From the companies that reported so far, the guidance has been rather on the weak side. So if you look at the earnings guidance ratio, which tracks the amount of companies guiding up relative to those that guided down, this ratio continued to fall and is now um, hovering around 0.5 times. This means that there are twice as many companies guiding down than up. So executive, we can say that executives have become more cautious uh, recently and also analysts have started to incorporate that in their models and are trimming down their earnings expectations for the second half of this year. Um, that said, you know, we still think earnings growth expectations for both the US and Europe are still too high for the second half of this year and also beyond that and will likely be revised down over the coming months. And we see most of these earnings downgrade risks in the cyclical sectors. Okay, so given the current backdrop then, how do you think investors should position themselves? So we are still relatively defensively positioned uh, in our equity allocation. Healthcare is our most preferred defensive sector, in particular pharma, which tends to do well in an environment of slowing growth and high inflation. The question really is when it is time to jump back into cyclicals. Um, we think it's still too early for that. Um, so in the past, the relative underperformance of cyclicals tends to hit a low one month before the troughs in leading indicators, such as the purchasing manager indices. We think it will still take some months for that to happen. But on the other side, you know, if you look at growth stocks, you think growth stocks are looking more attractive after the sharp derating in the first half of the year. And now with inflation um, and bond yields peaking, there could be you know, a good opportunity to pick up some growth names at inexpensive valuation levels. But there we would really stick with the large cap names uh, with positive cash flows and earnings because the outlook for the more smaller non-profitable growth stocks still remains challenging as many will need to raise capital externally to actually remain solvent. So to summarize then, Mathieu, this earnings season is very important because it gives an indication of how resilient company earnings have been in what is a very challenging environment. And so far, we can say that the earnings season hasn't been as bad as many had feared. Two things to note are the shift in focus from supply to demand concerns and the noticeable pickup in companies' capital expenditure. In terms of investing now, we're still relatively defensively positioned, with healthcare being our most preferred defensive sector. And we do think there are some opportunities to buy some growth stocks after they've fallen in value in the first half of the year. But we would stick to large caps with positive cash flow and earnings. Would you agree with that, Mathieu, or anything to add? Yes, uh, that's really a good summary of what we have discussed today. Great. Thank you very much, Mathieu, for taking the time for this conversation today. Thank you, Helen. And that concludes this edition of the Beyond Markets podcast. Thanks again to Mathieu for joining me today. We hope that you enjoyed listening to this conversation. And if you did, you may also enjoy our Moving Markets podcast, which is a daily podcast series where our experts discuss the latest market developments. Thanks for tuning in and bye for now. You have been listening to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer. If you like what you heard, subscribe to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. To learn more about Julius Baer, our people, our latest thinking, visit us at www.juliusbaer.com. We will be back with a brand new episode soon.
This is a podcast disclaimer. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. The podcast content is intended for information purposes only and does not constitute an offer, a recommendation or an invitation by or on behalf of Julius Baer to buy or sell any securities, security-based derivatives or other products or to participate in any particular trading strategy in any jurisdiction. Julius Baer does not accept liability for any loss arising from the use of the podcast content. Please refer to www.juliusbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further important legal information.